0: You're listening to Throwback Thursday, a subset of the Living and Leading with Emotional Intelligence podcast. The purpose of Throwback Thursdays is to provide insight and life lessons through the sharing of my own personal stories and experiences before I embarked on my own self development journey, and then analyze the experience with a fresh perspective. My hope is that you will find my story relatable, insightful, or at the very least, entertaining. Today, I'm going to share with you how emotional intelligence helped me to go from being a CD student with ADD, GAD, and OCD to graduating college with honors. As far back as I can recall, I've always looked forward to school. Playing the role of teacher with my stuffed animals and grandparents, playing the roles of the students, was one of my favorite things to do growing up. I had a cardboard classroom that I made with hand-drawn diagrams on its walls, and I would even ask my teacher if I could bring home extra copies of homework assignments to give to my own students. I loved the idea of learning in school. Yet despite all of that, I did terrible in school as a student. As far back as kindergarten, probably preschool for that matter, I would get in trouble for not paying attention being in my own world, as the teachers would tell my parents. While I loved math, science, music, and art, anything that revolved around literature, language arts, or things like history that required memorization, I struggled to comprehend and retain. Around second grade was when I really started to struggle with my grades. In fact, I think that was the first time that I received grade letters before it was either you got an exceptional or satisfactory or unsatisfactory score on your report card. I think my second grade teacher was actually the first to recommend that I get on Ritalin and that it may be beneficial if I were held back a year. But my parents didn't accept either of those suggestions. They had heard how zoned out kids seemed on Ritalin, and so they didn't want that for me, and they didn't want me to be held back from the rest of my classmates. But unfortunately, everything seemed to go downhill from there for me. Each school year, I would get excited to start, and by a month in, I was bawling my eyes out or in fits of complete rage over homework that I failed to understand. In fourth grade, I started to be taken out for special classes for a few hours a week, where I would stubbornly stare at the workbook that I was asked to read out loud and comprehend. I would just say, I don't know. I don't know. Even though, in all honesty, I didn't give much effort at all, um, additionally, I began to rely heavily on my grandparents and parents to help give me the answers to my homework assignments. And although they didn't intend to do this for me, I would just play ignorant until they felt they had to help if I were to complete my assignment successfully. I honestly don't know how I made it through middle and high school. I think it was mainly due to the fact that I relied heavily on my friends to help me complete uh, some of my work during the early morning hours before the bell would ring. But then when test day came, I often got D's and E's. That was definitely to be expected. And this wasn't entirely because I let my friends and my parents help me with my homework, although that definitely didn't help my case any. But even when I studied and passed the verbal quizzes that my parents would give me, My test anxiety was paralyzing. Anything that I did happen to know the answer to, I completely forgot during the middle of the test. And I would find myself rereading the same sentence five to 10 times before I could even somewhat comprehend what it was trying to say. And end of grade testing was the worst because that's where you sit at the end of the school year for multiple hours at a time doing this robust test. And because I was so far behind my peers, it would take me three to five times as long to read a passage, which really put me back on time. Just thinking about end of grade testing makes me angry and gives me anxiety to this day. If I think about it, I remember hearing the pages turn in the test books of my peers while I still had yet to turn the first page. And I would glance at the rows of bubbles on their test sheets, not because I was trying to cheat, but because I was trying to size up how far along they were in completing the test in comparison to where I was. And I was always the last person to finish the test. And people despised me for that because until the last person finished, everyone else would have to sit quietly with their heads down at their desk until the last person finished. So this put a lot of pressure on me because everybody was looking at me to hurry up and get finished so we could play games in the classroom for the remainder of the test session. Because of that pressure, it made it impossible for me to think. I became very angry and I felt very stupid. I felt dumb. And so I just kind of was like, well, screw it you know, I don't know the answer. I don't know what I'm doing. So I would just start coloring in the bubbles, probably with some tears in my eyes and just go through so I could finish the test and not be that person that everyone was waiting on. And I felt like I might as well at that point because my brain felt worthless. I was so stressed out. I probably had just a good of odds in getting the right answer, guessing as I did trying to figure it out. So by middle school, I hated school. The only thing I enjoyed about school was the social component of school, because really that was the only exposure I got to my peers outside of church on Sundays. So fast forward to high school, my parents met with the school counselors to get me some accommodations with testing, and they also recommended after-school tutoring, which I grudgingly attended, but I took advantage of it because I knew that I could get my teachers to help me with my homework. And when I would fail to know the answer, they would practically work the problems for me. But I still wasn't getting it. Even when they showed it to me, I still wasn't getting it. And I hated myself in those moments. I mean, I felt pure anger and spite and rage. And I felt stupid. You know, I, my parents told me that I was smart and talented, but if that was the case, Why am I in after-school tutoring and being taken out for testing with other special kids? I didn't feel like I was one of them. So later my parents had me take an IQ test, which I scored right at average, a little above average, but I would just call average on. Yet I was performing well below average. So how do I go from all of that to graduating college with honors? Well, first off, the first round of college which was community college was a complete bust i graduated but not until retaking multiple classes and passing with like a two point something gpa it was like a low two point something gpa it was rough and i didn't go back to college for another three years and when i did go back it was on my terms and i was also paying for it secondly I started with a mindset to do better and to get tutoring and extra help if needed. So to spare myself humiliation and full-blown meltdowns in the middle of class due to test anxiety, I went to the student service center and made some arrangements to take tests in a room alone. And I began to do better. But the real change occurred when I shifted my mindset and became serious about my studies. I quit my job, I took out student loans so I can devote all of my time to studying, and I treated it like a full-time job. I would organize my day according to due dates and level of difficulty of the assignments, and gave myself enough time in advance to complete them on time or early. I also no longer hesitated to ask for help. And this time, when I did ask for help, I was fully present and engaged. I wasn't checked out. I wasn't thinking about how dumb I was and trying to prove something by purposefully checking out and being stubborn. And guess what? That hard work, it paid off. I ended up on the chancellor's list three out of the four semesters I was at the university. And my last semester was the most impressive, which I am really proud of. I was taking 19 credit hours and I still managed to ace all of my classes, straight A's in all six or seven classes that I was taking. So what role did emotional intelligence play in all of this? First and foremost, self-regulation and motivation. I became aware fairly early that my mindset and stubbornness were preventing me from taking advantage of the help originally offered to me way back in primary and secondary school. And this time, I accepted that I was behind and I sought to take advantage of the resources that were provided to me and not take advantage of people doing it for me. I also realized and accepted with difficulty, that I would have to work much harder than most of my peers to get the same results. And when I accepted that I may need to study eight hours for a test instead of two hours, I blocked that time off on my calendar. To manage my anxiety and anger that still arose due to a constant battle to comprehend and retain information, I would step away Recollect myself and bring awareness to the fact that that very anxiety and mindset was what was holding me back to begin with. So I knew that that was a mental block for me. So instead of reflecting on the anxiety and what I struggled with, instead I reflected on what I had accomplished so far and praised myself for my efforts. I would also take very deep breaths to calm myself down when I felt myself getting worked up, take a break, step away, or even switch tasks if I felt I was getting too overwhelmed with one over the other. And as I continued to get A's on assignments and speak up during lectures, I began to build my confidence. And then I decided I'm going to try to take a test in the class this time. And I sat in the back of the room, so all eyes weren't on me. And guess what? I passed, not with an A, but with a B. And that's progress. And then my presentations were on point, and then other students started to ask me for help with their assignments. And what this experience taught me, this entire experience, was that mindset is powerful in determining outcomes. While I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, ADD, and OCD, I found a way to control all of them through my mindset and applying emotional intelligence, which included awareness, acceptance, learning how to regulate my strong emotions with words of affirmation, and reflecting on my small successes. I know this was a really long story to get to a very simple point but I know so many people who feel stupid and worthless because they also struggle in academia and that their crocs, like mine, is their mindset and crippling anxiety that shuts down their rational brain. That is why I fell test even when I knew the information because in states of stress, we cannot think clearly. So if you're listening to this or watching this, I just want you to know that there is hope, and you've got this. It's all about taking ownership for why we're struggling and using the resources around us to help us. It's not a weakness. It is the smart thing to do. Work smarter, not harder, right? And at the same time, understand that it's still going to take effort. Nothing's going to be easy. You just don't have to do it alone. So for those of you who can relate to my story and still feel stuck and don't know what to do, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. My calendar link is in the show notes, and I am happy to do a free consultation with you. Otherwise, I want to thank you for listening or watching to today's Throwback Thursday. And until next time, live and lead with an open heart and open mind. (laughs) Let's <laughs> go.